Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Why the Spirit Led Jesus Into the Wilderness. This is going to be another identity powerful message. I did a message a while back. Uh, The second most important question in all of life is who we say we are. I'm going to come at it from a different angle today. The first uh, most important question in all of life is who we say Jesus is. The reason I'm going after identity again is because of everything that's going on in the world. If we don't get a proper identity, we'll misinterpret what's happening. Numbers 13, Moses sends out 12 spies to spy out the promised land. They come back. They break up into two groups of people, the 10 spies and Joshua and Caleb. The 10 spies said this, We were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in theirs. They were unable to meet the day. They were unable to meet what was happening in their life. They were unable to meet the challenges that were before them that they were created to overcome because of a bad identity. But Joshua and Caleb said, let us go up at once. We are well able to overcome it. Just say, I am well able to overcome it. Say it again. I am well able to overcome it. And by the way, both those who say they can and those who say they can't are both right. And so even right now, as we consider that story and what that story tells us, that the circumstance, the situation is not as important as the conclusion that we're placing on it. And there's a lot going on in the world right now as I'm recording this. And I want to tell you, you are a Joshua and Caleb. You are interpreting things differently. You are putting a higher conclusion on what's going on. You believe that you are well able. You may not feel it right now, but that's who you are. And so what's going on in your nation, what's going on in your family is not as important as the conclusion that you're placing on it. And so today we're going after our identity again. Because if we have a grasshopper mentality, if we think we're less than, if we think we're a victim, then we're going to misinterpret what's happening. Because how we interpret ourselves will be how we'll interpret the world. One of my favorite quotes from Wendy is, we cannot consistently do what we do not believe we are. We cannot consistently do what we do not believe we are. You know, if we try to behave opposite of our identity beliefs, then we will almost always revert back to behaviors consistent with our beliefs about ourselves. Jesus was told who he was and was given God's approval before he started his ministry. Listen to these two verses, Matthew 3, verses 16 and 17. When he had been baptized... Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. What a powerful moment. This baptism, this him coming up out of the water, And him seeing the heavens open, it reminds me of one of my favorite Bill Johnson quotes, the only closed heavens are between your ears. And so he hears these words, this is my beloved son 
in whom I'm well pleased. Before we try to do anything for God, we need to hear the voice from heaven telling us who we are and that God approves of us. It's one of the battles because when we put on the breastplate of righteousness, the breastplate of God's approval, that's a beginning point of us having healthy ministry. And whatever lies that are creating the lack of approval, if we're a child of God, if we're sincere and hungry to just to just be pleasing to him. But we recognize that Jesus was pleasing to God in obedience so that by faith we are also pleasing to him. After Jesus heard these words, it says this in Matthew 4.1, he was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. It wasn't enough for Jesus to hear these words of his father's affirmation, but he needed to believe them as part of his identity. Until he knew the truth of who he was for himself, his ministry would lack the second part of a solid identity foundation of this, becoming fully convinced Who God called him, what he called him, he really was. Now, God orchestrated a struggle in Jesus' life so he could defeat three big lies about his identity. And like Jesus, we're going to have times, too, where we're led by the Spirit into a seemingly wilderness season, maybe a a seemingly spiritual dry season where we get to overcome some kingpin lies. And, And the good news of this is that Jesus only spent 40 days in the wilderness. The Israelites spent 40 years. You don't need to spend a lot of time there. And as we learn today, Jesus overcame the lies through the word of God by the scripture being alive in him. Now, the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness. It's a fascinating situation. He tempted him there and he wanted him to embrace one or all of these three main lies, these main identity lies. Each of the temptations in Matthew 4, verses 1 to 11, starts with the words, if you are the Son of God. (laughs) If you are. So one of the battles, you know, is we embrace God's approval, as we embrace our identity in Him. The enemy is going to battle that. He he knows that if we believe we're grasshoppers, he knows that if we embrace that we're victims, if he knows that we listen to his accusing words that we're a failure, that we're less than, there's something uniquely wrong with us. If we embrace those, then we will be neutralized in what we're called to do. So what are the three areas where he was tempted? The three main lies, and I'm going to put them in the I am language. I am what I do, which is the performance-based identity. I am what I have, the possession-based identity. And lastly is I am if I am liked, the popularity-based identity. The first one, I am what I do, the performance-based identity. The devil said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Basically, it was saying this. Jesus, prove you are someone by doing something significant. Prove you are someone. And you know, that's the same lie for us today. Proof. You aren't something. You aren't somebody until you've done something. No, it's the other way around. We believe that we are something and then we will actually do great exploits. 
The second one is I am what I have, the possession-based identity. And he, he says this in Matthew 4, 6, The devil, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you. Basically, he's saying, Jesus, prove you are someone by having angels manifest all around you. Now, listen, we are not what we have. If we need a certain car, certain type of clothing, a specific physical appearance before we are secure in ourselves, then we will not be fulfilled even if we get those things. And the last identity lie is I am if I am like, the popularity-based identity. This is in Matthew 4, 8 to 9. Again, the devil took him on an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Basically, he's saying, Jesus, prove you are someone by how many people like you. Like Jesus, all of us must believe we are significant even when it seems few, if any, do. We must believe we're significant even if many don't believe it. And that's, that's the whole truth of becoming successful on the inside when we don't look successful on the outside. And so here's what's happening. We're in a season. There, there's pressure in the world. There's uncertainty. It wants to put pressure on our identity. Gray looks black right now for many people. Lies sound more real now than, than at other times. There's a spirit of fear that wants to get on us. And I want to just say tonight, that thing is not going to get on you. I'm praying for you. We, we bless you in the name of Jesus right now. As you look at the ways the devil tempted Jesus, there's great truths. And I believe so many of you are going to get powerful truths out of it that nobody has ever seen before. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. This is Steve Backlin. We're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope's an unstoppable force. And I want you to remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening tonight, tonight's just not a good night to walk in radical joy. <laughs> joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. Know it's your strength. And I say this, let's stir it up today. Let's stir up the joy, His joy, in a powerful way. Hey, God bless you. If you like these podcasts, let somebody else know. And I look forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.